God is a good God, church. He's better to us than we've ever been to ourselves. Amen? Amen. We're going to dismiss our children for Children's Church at this time. Thank you, Sister Micah, for taking care of our children. Give Sister Micah a hand and all the beautiful children. Come on, church. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, today is part five of the series called The Real Power. Does anybody here tell me what the real power is? I'm hiding behind my fence, so if you get it wrong, you can't throw a tomato at me. Come on. Anybody know what the real power is? Bring me down on volume here, hon. What's the real power this morning? I think I got two people that's heard my entire series right now. Have y'all ever heard of a little word called love? Love is the real power. Don't, don't be afraid to, to give me an answer, amen. Some of y'all look, I don't know what to say. Come on, just talk to me, amen. Love is the real power. You want real power in your prayer? You want real power in your life? Then you must walk in what? Love. Love, love. amen. Amen. We're going to talk about love again this morning. Turn your Bibles to the book of Leviticus. Leviticus. Amen. A lot of people don't like the book of Leviticus. It's too strong for them. Amen. Leviticus is strong. I'll tell you right now. It's just a strong word in Leviticus. But we're going to go to chapter 19. Leviticus chapter 19 this morning. We're going to be looking at the 16th verse. And I'm going to be reading to you from the Amplified Bible. I know some of you got your King James there. You can follow along with us. You can also follow along on the screen this morning in the Amplified Bible this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. I mean, I know the anointing didn't go away because Pastor took his jacket off. Come on. Amen. We're in a strange time of the year where we don't really need a whole lot of air conditioning, but I get hot. Amen. So I got to take that off. Praise the Lord. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 16. Read to you from the Amplified Bible. It says, And you shall go around. You shall not go around. Ooh, look at your neighbor and say, You shall not. Come on, we got more neighbors than that. Look around. You, you shall not go around as a gossip. Don't be pointing fingers in the church now. Don't point no fingers at nobody this morning. Come on. Names already popping in your head. I know he's preaching about so-and-so this morning. Might be talking about you. You shall not go around as a gossip among your people, and you shall not act against the life of your neighbor with slander or false testimony. I am the Lord. Hmm. You shall not hate your brother in your heart, and you may most certainly rebuke your neighbor, but shall not incur sin because of him. Verse 18. You shall not take revenge. Oh, we need to slow this down and read this out loud together, don't we? We shall not take revenge or bear any grudge. Hello, church, right here. Don't hold no grudges against the sons of your people, for you shall love your neighbor, acquaintance, associates, companions as yourself. I 
and the Lord. Father, we thank you this morning for a reading of your holy word. Father, we thank you this morning as you're helping us preach this thing this morning, God, that you're bringing this fence into our mind, God. And we, we want to know what else you have to say about this fence this morning, God. Father, we ask you right now for your anointing. How just ever behind the cross right now that your anointing flow in the name of Jesus into the hearts of your people. Let them have ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts to receive this morning in Jesus' holy and righteous name. And everybody said... Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Love your neighbor as thyself. You know, this is the, the, the one of the, the commandments. Jesus gave us two commandments. He said, don't worry about the Ten Commandments. Don't worry about the 660-something commandments in the Bible. Don't worry about none of that. Just worry about two. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy soul, and love thy neighbor as thyself. And Jesus went on to say, on these two commandments of love, hang all of the commandments in the Bible, hang all of the prophets in the Bible. Come on, church. These two commandments of love fulfills the word of God. Amen. Amen. Oh, but let's be honest this morning. It's one thing to talk it. It's another picture to walk it. Come on. Anybody can talk about love, but can you walk love? Come on. Anybody can preach about love, but can you walk love? Come on, somebody. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's hard. It's hard to love. Even, how do you, you know, it's hard to love your own neighbor as you love yourself if you can't love your own family as you love yourself. Come on. If we can't even love our own family as we love ourselves, how in the world are we going to love our neighbor as we love ourselves? Amen? 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 Praise the Lord. The problem with these two commandments is that our flesh keeps getting in the way. Come on. The problem of you walking in love this morning is you have flesh. And your flesh keeps getting in the way of you keeping your love walking with God. <laughs> Amen. Jesus said somebody slapped you on one side of the cheek. You're supposed to turn to the other. Well, Jesus said before or after I knock him down. <laughs> come on. Okay. Come on. Brother Richard will tell you, my, my family will tell you, anybody ever rode in a vehicle with me will tell you I drive an automatic pilot. Amen. <laughs> I'm an automatic pilot when I'm driving my vehicle. Thank you. I don't need a drive. My car that drives itself. My car already drives itself. My truck drives itself. That church van drives itself. It, it shows me where I'm going half the time. I ain't thinking about it. But you know, my right, my right hand is the same way. If you slap me on one side of the cheek, my left hand got to move real quickly and catch the right hand from coming around and knocking you out. Come on, church. Anybody listen this morning? The problem with my love walk, my love walk with God is my flesh keeps getting in the way. You know, that's a real problem. How many of y'all got that problem this morning? Amen. Amen. Every time we think we're walking in love, our flesh man shows up. Come on. I said her flesh man will show up. Mm. For about over 15 years, I used to drive to Atlanta, Georgia on a job and I... Uh, Worked out for all Fulton Industrial, if you know where that's at. <coughs> Worked out all Fulton Industrial for 15 years. And one day I was going, and I was on I 20, and I was heading towards, you know, and I'm going to tell you about five, six o'clock in the morning, I'm on the highway. 
had to clock in at 6, you know, so it's early in the morning, and I'm going down I-20, and I'm getting to work, I'm out of my own business, and uh, I got over in the left-hand lane for some reason, I can't remember what it was exactly, but this car came up behind me and flashing his lights at me, and I'm already running 75, hello? Come on, I'm already breaking the speed limit. And this car's flashing his lights behind me, and next thing I know, this car jumps over to the right-hand side and passes me like I'm sitting still. And the lady was so full of the Holy Ghost that morning and so full of the joy of God that she told me I was number one with her middle finger. <laughs> you don't tell me I'm number one, hold this one up. <laughs> Not the middle finger. Well, being a good sanctified Christian man that I am, after my third cup of coffee, hello, somebody. <laughs> She cut right in front of me, and I was driving an old black Ford pickup truck at that time, and I decided to blow the smoke out the tailpipe. I was cleaning out the engine. <laughs> I floored that car, and I got on her bunk. Boy, and I'm mad. Who she think she is? This her. She don't know who she's messing with. Come on, I'm on her bumper, and we're flying. We're going a whole lot faster than 75. Man, we flying. <laughs> And I mean, tires are swilling, the smoke is flying. And I weaved over because I didn't know if I was going to stop in time. And I weaved over to the right hand lane. Now she's in the left hand lane. And we had a dead stop. And we side by side now. Yeah. And being a good, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled man that I am, I look over at her. Oh, yeah, I want to see her face. She was just like this. <laughs> Boy, she wouldn't look at me for nothing. She wouldn't look at me for nothing. I don't know what I would have done if she looked at me. Don't answer that question. I don't know what. I was still praying about it. Matter of fact, I hadn't even got to the prayer part. I was in the flesh part, see. I don't know what I'd done if she looked at me. But all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost opened the truck door and stepped right in and said, Boy, what are you doing? And I started laughing. I started laughing. I started laughing at me. I started laughing at her. I just started laughing. And I said, yes, Lord. I hear you. <laughs> Am I the only one in the room that's ever had that kind of experience? If I am, you've never driven in Atlanta, Georgia. Come on. Some of you better not drive in Atlanta, Georgia. You, say, you find out how sanctified you really are. I thank God that he opened the truck door and that he, uh, he spoke to me and said, boy, what are you doing? That's exactly what he said. He didn't call me by name. He called me boy because I was acting like a child. Boy, what are you doing? Amen. You know, we are not to take revenge on ourselves. Amen. Amen. We're not to take revenge on, our, on ourselves. We're not to try to uh, be vengeful. We're not to try to uh, uh, grab people and get a hold of them. Amen. I had no business pursuing her that way. I had no business looking at her that way. 
I mean, she had no business telling me I was number one, but that's beside the point, right? Amen? Amen? You know, the longer I talk about this, this love walk and this fence that we're talking about, I mean, y'all know this fence represents offense. We've got offenses in our lives. Hold grudges against people. One of these boards right here is grudge. Come on. Amen. The other board is bitterness. The other board is anger. Come on, we got flesh problems this morning. Amen. I don't like the way she looked at me. She had the nerve to wear the same dress I wore soon. Oh, come on. Man, we build this. Come on, church. You know, and the more I get into this, the more I find myself having to correct my life. Anybody got any spare bedrooms at your house? I need to talk to you at the church. Because along with I've seen on this love series about building the fence, I might need to borrow somebody's room before this is over with. But the longer I talk about it, the more I find myself having a whoa, 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 woman, hold on. Amen. You know, it was Adam was man, and then, then there was woe man, because she kept saying woe man, but I flipped it around, it's woe woman. <laughs> Amen. I mean, we had, we, we had our little grandson football game yesterday. You know, my little Nate, he had four tackles, by the way. Four tackles, six tackles, six tackles. Amen. They called his name over the intercom. You know, we shouting, grouping, woo! Amen. Come on, go, boy, get him, get him, get him, you know. We all into the power grandparents. Got a little, you know, having a good time, you know. But this one boy targeted our grandson. Boy, that was a mistake on his part. Y'all know what targeting is? When they put their helmet down like that and they hit him. He ain't supposed to do that. That's an illegal hit. And he kept doing that to Nathan. And my wife, being sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, grandma as she is, <laughs> going to come off those benches and run down there to that field. She said, I'm going to grab that boy by his ear and take him to his mama. <laughs> Hold on, ladies. You ain't walking in love right now, sister. <laughs> Where's that love? Oh, that's somebody's baby. That's somebody's grandchild. Nathan's already told the coach, and the coach told Nathan what to do the next time he tried that. <laughs> coach had a plan, and Nathan had a plan, but Grandma had her own plan. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 I'm ashamed to tell y'all that Angel was not acting like an angel at that moment. <laughs> you see, our flesh is getting in the way. Every time we want to do good, every time we want to walk in love, every time we want to love somebody, the old flesh man rises up. But you know what? People get offended about football, don't they? I can't associate you Alabama Roll Tide people. Something wrong with y'all. I'm on the right side of the fence. Y'all on the wrong side of the fence. See, I'm a Georgia Bulldog, man. I only associate with Georgia Bulldog. You got any Bulldogs in the house today? 
Got a couple of y'all. We can't associate with them Alabama people. Mm -mm. You know, we, we, can't, we can't have barbecues with them. And we, you know, we ain't going to their house watching the football game because they got the nerve to say roll tide. Uh -uh. You know, we say that in all jokingness, but how many of you actually know people that get offended over football? Huh? I, I know some good going Christian people. Amen? They get offended over football. Amen. Me neither, Brian. I care. That's one way or the other. I just like football. I don't care who's playing. And so I told my wife, I said, well, honey, what's she going to do? Because she started talking about color. She didn't like, she don't like Florida because she don't like the color that Florida wears. What does that got to do with football? <laughs> Blue and orange don't go together, and there's a green alligator, and they're playing Jaws music to an alligator coming out and talking to you. We don't make any sense here. So she's rooting for Kentucky yesterday to beat Florida. She's rooting for Kentucky because their colors actually match, you know, this rule that colors match. I said, oh, you can't be that way. You know, there might be a good Christian folks on that football team in Florida. You know, it's on my grandma and grandson and come on, you can't be that way. Then I had the nerve to say, oh, what you gonna do? If Nathan goes down there and gets a college scholarship with the Florida Gators and he starts playing football in Florida. Well, being all sanctified and holy ghost field again, I'll root for Nathan, but not the team. <laughs> so I had to explain to her that the team winning was important to Nathan as well. And if you wanted to support Nathan, then you better support his friends on the football team. Hello? Hello? Amen. I mean, we live in an environment, but yesterday we was, we was hollering and hooping for Carrollton City Red Bull because that's the football team that he's on. Amen. We didn't root for them last year because he was on a different football team. But now we're rooting for them. We got t-shirts and everything. I got a t-shirt. Uh, uh, yep. Carrollton City football, they got Paul Paul on there, they got Nathan's number five on there. Oh, I'm proud of Paul Paul here. Angel's got one too. Hers don't say Paul Paul though. Hers is man. And then she she said something about, you know Auburn's a customer to me. Oh, well. Baby, what you gonna do if Auburn's the one that picks up Nathan? I said, we're gonna be Auburn fans. I don't like their colors either. <laughs> Lord have mercy. You see what I have to live in the church? You see where I get my sermons at now? That's why God, God gave me hurt because I get some good sermons out of it, man. How many of y'all realize that these are all just children playing football and that's somebody's baby out there? Come on. I don't care if they're 19, 25, if they're playing football, that's somebody's baby. Come on, church. And we shouldn't be disliking one team over another team. Amen. I say roll tide, but I want roll tide to win. Long time I want to lose when I play Georgia. Come on. But I still love roll tide. I grew up in Alabama. I got Alabama blood running through my veins, brother. Amen. But we moved to Georgia and got wives. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about the expense. We can build a fence over the city's little thing. Over the silliest little thing. Yes. 
Come on, brother, come in bragging. Oh, did you see that roll tie boy? He caught that ball. And then the Georgia fan says, I don't know what you're bragging about. They only won about one point. Come on, let's start building a fence. Start building a fence. Come on, we got to flip the hammer around. We got to grab those old nails of the fence, come on. And we got to pull them out and tear down the fence. Amen? Amen. Brother Johnny said something Friday night. Chris, I'll make sure you tell him I said this. I stole this from Brother Johnny. He said, the problem is, when you pull the nails out, he says, the whole print, the hole that the nail was in, it's still there. See, that's what happens when you cause an offense, you walk in defense with somebody, there's going to be a little scar left, isn't there? And you can get focused on these things. You can get focused on the scar. You can talk about things. If something happened to you 20 years ago, stop talking about it. Something happened to you yesterday. Stop talking about it. Today's a whole new day. Amen? Amen. We don't have to call Brother Richard and tell Brother Richard how Brother Dwayne tried to run me off the highway. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Brother Dwayne was just texting his wife while he was driving. He didn't mean to try to run me off the highway, but I got so offended I called Richard. <laughs> What's Richard going to do? He's going to back me up. He's going to get mad with me. I'm looking for somebody to get mad this week. Come on, church. And then, if Richard don't get mad with me, mm, guess what I'm going to do? Now I'm offended at Richard. You didn't get mad with me. Oh, get quiet up in this Presbyterian church this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know the problem with offense? Is I can only see you through the cracks of the fence, and when I'm down, you can't see me at all. Mmm, come on, church. That'll preach right there. Mmm. We gotta learn to walk in love. Angels gotta learn to walk in love. Come on. Angels gotta learn to walk in love. You gotta learn to walk in love. <laughs> Preachers gotta learn to walk in love. Come on, I mean, just last week I was ready to shoot my neighbor's dog and hang him from a tree. <laughs> Amen. I mean, I was told that these two dogs mauled my, my granddaughter. That these two dogs took my granddaughter down and they mauled her and she was in pain. You know, come on. The preacher had came off and the pawpaw cat didn't get home. And the pawpaw had looked like John Wayne cat. Come on, somebody. <laughs> And I'm taking my, my six-shooter and we're going to put some lead in somebody's ear. We're going to hang it from a tree so all the neighbors can see. You know, that's your, your dog that's had my granddaughter. But you know, funny thing was, I talked to my little granddaughter yesterday. She said, Paul, Paul, he didn't happen like that. <laughs> she said, I was the one that took the dogs down, not the dogs take me down. She said, yes, they did jump on me, but they were playing. They do that every time I go outside. But this time, one of them grabbed my jacket and was pulling at me, and I took them out of collar and put them down. I was okay, Papa. <laughs> so you know what I did? I said, honey, the next time some traumatic event happens in life, will you please call me yourself <laughs> and tell me everything's okay? Because I'm about to smoke some tires and put some lead in somebody's ear. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Oh, don't look at me all cross-eyed and funny because you ain't that sanctified either. Your, you, your grandbaby, you hear about your granddaddy being mauled by some dog, you'll kill every dog in the county to find out which one it is. 
information you know sometimes it's good to slow down and get all the information amen amen we're not to take revenge and we're not to hold grudges for those of you that don't know it i know you can't tell by looking at me because motor oil and diesel has has kept me looking good for the years but i'm actually 54 years old five grandbabies Man's when I'll be married 37 years this year. Oh, I can't get an amen for that. Get an angel an amen. Go get me an award. Just keep digging. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't kidding about that extra room at your house. Please talk to me after church. <laughs> the Hendricks family, Angel learned when she came to the Hendricks family that we invented this word called grudge. And we have perfected it. We are the master at grudging. I'm 54 years old and I've got an uncle I never met. Because before I was born, he got mad at his parents. And he still holds a grudge against them even though they are dead and been dead for a long time. I tried to reach out to him one time. I tried to reach out to a relationship. And he said, I don't, I don't care to meet that side of the family. He's still holding the grudge. I never done anything to this man. I wouldn't be born. But because I love my grandparents, that's why, that, that's why the fence is here. I had the nerve to love my grandparents. And I wasn't on his side. I wasn't born to be on his side. I love my grandparents. 54 year grudge. And I still don't, I still never shook the man's hand. Got cousins I never met. Because of the grudge. I'm going to tell you, a grudge will split a family in half and destroy relationships. A grudge will split this church right down the middle. It has done so in the past many times. Let's just tell the truth. Come on. A grudge. If you are holding on to a grudge, guess what you're not doing? You ain't walking in love. You can't hold on to a grudge and walk in love. Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. That includes the person you're mad at. Come on. I like what Kenneth Hagin said. If you want to go to heaven, you've got to love your mother-in-law too. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of people not in heaven because they didn't love their mother-in-law. All you mother-in-laws are be smiling real big right now. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 43... Through 48, Jesus teaches us here that we are to love our enemies, bless them that curse uh, curse you, and do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Jesus, is that before or after I burn their house down? Come on. Come on. Are we walking in the flesh or are we walking in love? Jesus says, love your enemies. We can't even love our family. How are we going to love our enemies? We can't even love an Alabama fan. How are we going to love our enemies if we can't love Auburn people? Come on, somebody. Amen. If we can't get excited because some 19-year-old kid on the Auburn team uh, ran uh, 60 yards and got a wonderful touchdown, if we can't rejoice with him, 
Boy, he got real quiet right there in this Baptist church. Hmm. My Lord. Must have a lot of football fans in here this morning. Amen. Where is our love walk, church? Jesus said, love your enemies. It said, love Alabama fans, love Auburn fans, come on, love Florida Gator fans, and you better love Georgia, Georgia fans. Come on, somebody. Georgia Bulldog fan needs some love, too. Not only that, he says, bless them. Bless them. Bless them. What does that mean? That means if they need money, you reach into your pocket and you bless them. That means if they need food, you go get it and bless them. That means if their lawnmower is broke and yours is okay and their grass is this high and they can't go cut their own grass, that means you go cut their own grass. Oh, you're going too far now, preacher. Come on. Come on. There used to be a day, I don't know the day, but Brother, Brother Larry told me about the day when, when somebody was sick when he was a little boy and they could not bring the crops in. The crops were ready for harvest in the field, but he was too sick to get out of bed. And the neighbors came together and harvested the field for him and went to the market for him and then brought him the money and put it in his lap. Amen. That's called loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Church, that's the kind of love that we need to get back to. Why is this so important? Why is this message so important? Because this fence has caused divorce in families. This fence has split churches wide open. This fence has put countries at war against one another. Come on. This fence right here has caused fist fights in the high schools and the elementary schools. This fence right here has called neighbors to shoot at one another in the middle of the night. This fence right here has destroyed lives for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And if you're not careful, the devil will help you build a fence and you will lose everything you have ever worked for and everything you've ever had because you allow the devil to build a fence in your life. We got to tear it down, church. We got to tear it down. He said, Preacher, how do we do that? One word forgive. 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 I don't know how, preacher. Don't worry, I don't either. But God does. All I got to say is, Lord, help me. Teach me how to forgive. Teach me how to walk in love with this person even though I know they despitefully use me. Even though I know they curse my name behind my back. I know they're trying to get me in trouble at every turn. Lord, help me to be a blessing to them. Help me to love them beyond their sins. Help me to love them beyond their hatred of me. Come on, church. God can help you. He's the only one that really can. Amen? Amen? Listen, this is the opposite of what our flesh wants to do. Our flesh man wants to get in somebody's face and slap them down and curse them back and not pray for them, at least not pray for them until we've had our revenge. Some of y'all have not been praying for some people because you just don't like them. Mm. Mm-mm. If you don't like them, you don't love them. Oh, I love them. I just don't like them. That's a lie. That's a lie. You might not like what they do. Hate the sin, but love the sinner. We don't like what they do, but we love the person. Amen? 
We may not like their drunkenness and drugness and their, and their abusiveness. We may not like their language, but we love the person that is there. The real person on the inside. Who, who are we? This, this flesh that you see is not me. The real me is on the inside of me. And I'm much taller than what I really do see. I'm only 5'8 outside. I'm about 6'8 inside. Come on, church. Amen. And I'm a whole lot better looking on the inside too. I just throw that out there. But we are to be perfect as our Father God is perfect. What does that mean? We are to be mature. We are to be mature. Time to grow up. Turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 12, verse 17. We're not going to be able to get into everything today, but there's still some meat that we must talk about today. Romans chapter 12 and verse 17. 17. I love you, Miss Angel. I hope you cook for me today and let me sleep in my own bed tonight. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Romans chapter 12, verse 17 and 21 on the Amplified Bible. If you don't, you can look up on the screen if you want to, but I'm going to read it to you. It says, Never repay anyone evil for evil. Take thought of what is right and gracious and proper in the sight of everyone. If possible, and as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave the way open for God's wrath and His judicial righteousness. For it is written in Scripture, vengeance vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Amen. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he is thirsty, give him drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals upon his head. Coals of fire upon his head. Do not be overcome or conquered by evil, but overcome evil with good. If you really want to have revenge on somebody, start being good to them. Start praying for them. Start blessing them. Amen? Start blessing them. Start praying for them. Start being good to them. Go out of your way. Amen? Being the good aggravator that I am, and I am a good one, when I know somebody is mad at me, I go out of my way to hunt them down and give them a hood. I just want to see their, I want to see their eyes when I love them. Amen? I want to see their eyes when I, when I love them. Praise God. Amen. If you really want revenge, be good to them. Pray for them. Amen. The Bible says that He will take revenge. God's going to give them a place to repent. God will give them a place to repent. But if they don't repent, God will be the one they answer to, not us. Amen. Because we're going to extend mercy. You know why? Because we need mercy extended back to us. Because we're not perfect either. Come on. I said, we're not perfect either. Amen? Amen. If I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battles. Victory, victory shall be mine. How many of y'all know that song? Come on, help me sing. If I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battles. Victory, victory shall be mine. Oh, there's a powerful lesson in this song. If I hold my mouth shut, and let the Lord fight my battles. Victory, victory shall be mine. 
That's a powerful lesson right there. The first thing the old flesh man wants to do is open his mouth and start running the tongue. Come on. We want to start, we want to start telling everybody why we're mad and how mad we really are. Amen. And then we're going to get mad when they don't get mad with us. We're going to build a fence. Come on, tear the fence down, church. Tear the fence down. Tear the fence down. Come on, say it with me. Tear the fence down. Tear it down. Well, pastor, there's just some people. I just, I try to love them. I try, I try my best. <laughs> love you too, Miss Angel. <laughs> There's some people I try to love, but they just won't let me. You know, there's some people you got to love from a distance. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Amen. Amen. If you got a dog on a chain and that joker's got rabies and he's foaming at the mouth, you love that dog from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> huh? You got somebody in your life and they act like they on a chain with rabies foaming at the mouth, love them from a distance. Come on. Amen. But love them. Pray for them. Bless them. Come on, church. Love them. Amen. Amen. We've got to let the Lord be the one that takes vengeance. Angel and I have personally witnessed many, many times in our lives we saw God take vengeance over wrong done to us as we kept our love and we kept praying. And I've even been to the place where I cried out to God and I said, God, please stop. Please stop. I can't stand to see them go through any more. Please stop. Lord, I don't hold it against them. I know they didn't repent. Please stop. Is that scriptural, preacher? Yeah, we just read it. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repay. We just read it. But if you really want revenge, you must forgive them. I said, if you really want revenge, you must forgive them. And walk in love. Amen? 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 Psalms 105, verse 15, it says, Do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets... No harm. Amen. Don't build a fence. Run to forgiveness. Run to love and run to prayer before the nail in the wood becomes an offense. Before you finish putting all the wood up and build a fence, run to love. Run to forgiveness. Come on, church. Run to prayer. Run to God. And you've got to rebuke yourself sometimes and cast down the anger. And you've got to shut your own mouth. Come on. I have literally bitten my tongue like it takes blood to keep my mouth closed and not speak what was running through my head before. Amen. Sometimes you've got to do that. Right. And you know what I have learned? Just like this story of a little baby got mauled by a dog. That's what I heard. That's actually what I was told from her mom because she's all up in the flesh too. And she wants the whole world getting mad with her. And then I found out the truth that the dog did not want her. You see, sometimes you get angry and you don't know the whole truth. And what you know might not even be the truth at all. Right. At all. Amen? Amen? Amen. I was proud of my daughter this past week, though, because there's a neighbor and another neighbor. The neighbor walking the dog on the leash. And she said, That big dog go into our yard and do his business. And my daughter looks over at her, she's already on the porch, and says, Hey, can you have your dog do that somewhere else? And the owner of the dog began to cuss at her and tell her what for. 
And she scratched her head. She's like, well, why is she so angry at me? I don't know why she's angry at me. I just want her dog to go to her dog. My dog won't go over there and do his business. You know, kind of rude that the dog went over there and do business in my yard. I walked through that and cut grass and all that, you know. So the next day, she sees that same woman coming down the road walking her dog. She gets off the front porch and she starts walking to her. And she just said, and that woman was like, whoa, we're about to fight now. You know, she thought, we're about to come with blows. And my daughter looks at her and says, I just want to tell you I was sorry if I've done something or said something to offend you. Well, I just didn't like the way you came at me. I didn't mean to come at you in no certain way. I just, you know, just had to have a conversation with you. Let you know I appreciate the dog use the bathroom in your dog. And they stood there for about an hour and had a pleasant conversation. Amen. You see, that's what we got to do, church. Yes, amen. amen. <laughs> that's what we got to do. Amen. Come on, brother. Hey, go up to the piano for me. Let's all stand to our feet this morning. I'll tell you what, we're going to do more than just that. Let's all find a place in the altar and pray. Why don't you just come around to this altar and pray? You know there's some things in your life you need to pray about this morning. Brother Hagen is playing some music for us. He's offering the rope. Why y'all just come around? Let's just talk to Jesus. Come on. I see one or two moving. I should see the whole church moving. Come on. Whole church should be moving now. Let's just get to the altar. Let's just talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray this morning. That you would help this church to walk in love. God, that you would teach us how to love. God, I pray this morning that you would just rip out of our hearts the grudges and the bitterness that we held on to for so long. God, that you would, you would just rip these things out of us, God. Lord, that you would give us a heart of love right now. Lord, teach us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Teach us to love our families, God, as we love ourselves. Lord, teach us. Teach us to walk in love. Lord, there's people here that God has, has held on to some bitterness and unforgiveness in their lives. And Father, I know they don't know how. If they knew how, it would already have been done. But they don't know how to forgive. God, I ask you right now to show them by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the anointing of your word, that you begin to show them how to walk in love right now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, they begin to call these people out by name and say, I forgive. I forgive brother so-and-so. I forgive sister so-and-so. I forgive my, my old boss. I forgive my old girlfriend or boyfriend. I, I forgive my cousin. I forgive my uncle, my aunt. I forgive them. Lord, I forgive my neighbors. Lord, I want to walk in love. I forgive my children. Lord, I want to walk in love. I want to walk in love for this morning. I want to tear down the fences in my life. Tear down the offense right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, only you can do this. This is only a work the Holy Ghost can do in the hearts of the people today. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. Lord, as they cry out to you, right now. Lord, as they put it all on the line right now, God, as they seek your face this morning. Lord, that you teach us to walk in love. Oh, let us be quick to walk in love and forgiveness. Let us be quick to hold our tongue. 
Let's be quick to pray this morning. Let's be quick this morning to hear the matter before we answer it. Let's be quick this morning. Oh, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah. You're here this morning and you need special prayer. Maybe you fight some sickness in your body. Maybe you want to stand in the gap for somebody. Go get the anointing all out. And we'll be glad to pray with you this morning. Hallelujah. Anybody need special prayer this morning? Special prayer.
burst into side effects on the stroke. Before we speak to her arms, the nerves, the muscles, everything will go back to being normal right now in the name of Jesus. I, I speak full recovery in the name of Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus. And you need your sister right now.
was the pastor that was preaching, that younger pastor, was the one that was saved in that storm. See, this is, this is what love is all about. It's not about what we think love is. We can't even describe it. Can anybody tell me really what love is? My husband used to say it's the itch around the heart that you can't scratch. <laughs> shoebox ministry and um, the first year we did it and we tagged up with the Methodist church in town they've been doing it for a long long time I think since the 90s and um, and so we tagged up with them yes ma'am when, on Wednesday night I challenged the church to double the number to double the number well I was thinking about that first year that first year I think we had about 12 boxes that we came up with that first year trying to figure out what to do Pastor messed it all up because I told everybody to go buy shoes and then told everybody to make sure you got a box with a shoe because it was a shoe box ministry. I, had, I, had, I was all messed up. I didn't know what was going on. 
<laughs> and so, but we, we, we pushed through that and figured out what was going on, and we came out with 12 boxes that year. Well, the second year, I, I challenged it. I said, well, let's try to double that number. The second year, we came out with uh, 19 shoe boxes last year. And uh, we, had, we had a little bit more organized. We figured out we didn't need the shoe boxes from the store. We figured that part out by the second year. And then uh, this year, I said, well, let's, let's see if we can't double that number. Let's, let's see if we can't get to about 40. You know, that was a dub, the double the number. And uh, I went over there and um, picked up the boxes from the Methodist church and this little lady named Ann over there. She's just as sweet as she can be. I tell you, I like to take her enthusiasm and just throw it on everybody. She's the most excited person I think I've met in a long time. And I walked in there and I, and I said, well, come and get some of these shoe boxes so we can fill them up. And, uh, and she said, well, how many do you want? And I said, well, give me 30. Well, she went to shouting. <laughs> and, and I said, well, I said, that's, that's not a guarantee now, honey. I, I'm not promising you I'm going to feel 30. I, I'm just going to try to feel 30, you know. And so we came over here, and uh, our church came together, and our church filled 28 boxes Amen. this year. Amen. And, and we were excited about that. And, uh, but Angel, uh, had she kind of... She kind of leaned on some folks, I think, Wednesday night and said, we need to do a little bit more. And uh, they went, she went to the Dollar, um, Dollar General down here in Bowden. And they asked her what she was doing. And when she told them that she was buying toys for them shoe boxes, they went and gave her two garbage bags full of toys to put into this thing. And so the Dollar General got involved. The long story short, we took 64 shoe boxes over there today to the Methodist Church, amen, and they're going to be sent off to orphans around the world. Can we just give Jesus a hand praise for that, amen? That's, that's exciting, and, and uh, I tell you, I had to get a hold of Angel, though, because she was going to hog all that blessing to herself and put all them toys in the shoe boxes, and I said, Angel, you're being stingy. She said, what you mean? I said, don't you think there might be some other folks in the church who want to share in on this blessing? I said, why don't you reach out and see if anybody else want to come and help you pack these shoe boxes? And so she did, and, and some more folks came, and uh, we praise God, Brother Al came, and Wanda came, and, and uh, they had a good time. Amen? Amen? I believe next year we're going to probably double this number again. What do you think? Amen. You know, that's called the that, 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 that El Shaddai anointing I've been talking about. Amen? That's that El Shaddai anointing I've been talking about. And you know it didn't stop there? It didn't stop there. Thursday night when we were taking the teenagers home, Sister Sharon, I need you to check your safe because one of the teenagers' uh, parents came to the van and put a $100 bill in my hand and said, put gasoline in this van. And uh, I said, well, I just filled it up. <laughs> Amen. And so we got $100 in the safe going toward the van gasoline. Amen. Amen. Praise God, and uh, that'll help us out. I think we go about $300 a, a month in just gasoline around here. Uh, so that'll help us out a lot, and uh, I'll tell you, that's that, that's that El Shaddai anointing I've been talking about. Amen. God is blessing, and God is increasing. And I tell you, just tonight I went over there to pick up Brother uh, Richard, and when I pulled up to his, his, uh, his new home, I just started giggling. I said, "Go look at you, God. Look at you, God. Amen. God's been blessing. Amen. And it just, it's just a blessing to see God doing so many things. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, tonight our offering is going to go to the orphanages in Tennessee. It's going to go toward their Christmas. We have a Church of God. It's called the Smoky Mountain Children's Home, and that is the Church of God Orphanage in Tennessee. 
And so we're going to really take our offering tonight, and that offering is going to go to their Christmas. And uh, we're, going to, we're going to be raising some more money for this, and we've got to send this off and right before Christmas so we can bless some orphans uh, right here in our own backyard. Amen? Amen. So we're, we're being a blessing to those overseas and, and here at home as well. Amen. So I'm going to ask you to stand for, uh, over our prayer as we pray over our offering tonight, and then we'll have our worship team come. We're going to, we're going to sing to the glory of God tonight. Amen? Amen. 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 Father, we thank you tonight, Lord, that we can come and be in your presence. And Father, I thank you for every soul that's here tonight, Lord. And I ask you for blessings upon each family, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. We just dedicate this service to you, Lord Jesus. And we just ask you, Holy Spirit, to just take over our service and just, just begin to manifest your presence among us right now. Lord, we come to worship you tonight. We come to praise you tonight, Lord. And Father, we give you glory, Father, for this offering that we are about to take. Lord, that it would help us be a blessing to a child, an orphan child in Tennessee. Father, we give you praise and honor and glory. And we, we rejoice in knowing that these, these shoe boxes, these 64 shoe boxes that came out of here today, God, Lord, are going to bless a child somewhere around the world. Father, and we, we pray for they will have a wonderful and blessed Christmas this year. And Father, we thank you right now for your presence in the house today. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. All right. Come on, bring your offering and come on, worship team.
Father, this be our last song this, this night. Let's just worship the Lord. Amen. You know, you, you can get into the throne room of heaven. There's only two ways I know to get there. Of course, the Lord's going to take us there physically one day. Amen. But you can get, you know, you can, you can get with God in prayer. You know, I've been on my knees in the altar and and I just knew God was taking me into the throne room. You can just feel the presence of God. You can just feel the power and the anointing. And you know, when I get into prayer like that, I don't want to get out. I just want to stay there. Amen. I just want to stay in that presence. I just want to stay in that throne room. And another way you can get there is to worship. You can just get so caught up and lost in worship, He'll just usher you right on into that throne room tonight. Amen. Let's just do that in this last song tonight. Amen.
How many of y'all felt that anointing tonight? Praise the Lord. We're going to do things a little bit different tonight. I'm, I'm not preaching. I'm just hosting tonight. We've got several preachers in the house. I'm going to ask the preachers that are going to be speaking tonight to be so kind to come and sit up here on the front row. And uh, we're going to give everybody a five-minute time to preach, amen. And I'm going to tell you in five minutes, it can, it can go pretty quick. Come on, man. Come on, Daniel. What are you, what are you sitting over there for? Come on, on this side, Daniel. Come on. Come, brother Eric, you got, you got to help me out, brother. Come on. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let me see if I can't find one of these little timers on this, on this little... Uh, let's see, we got us a timer on here. He's got a stopwatch, got a timer, see how this is going to work. Let's see. Mm. No, that's not how I want to do it. That's what it's going to sound like when it's done, though. All right, let me get you to... How do you get it to stop? There we go, all right. I get it started, I couldn't get it stopped. Can you get the... All right, there you go. Yeah, put five minutes on there. Y'all can tell Angel is my my tech expert. Amen. I never figured out how to program a VCR. Angel did. Amen. I said anybody can figure out how to program a VCR. It's got to be the sound tech in the church. Come on. Because if you can figure out a VCR, you can figure out anything. Amen. <laughs> so I never figured it out, so I kind of stay away from these things. And uh, praise God. Well, y'all got the sound now, what it's going to be sounding like. Amen. Right. Brother, you know, you're sitting over there on the preacher's side. Brother Hagen going to preach for us tonight, too. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. We're going to have a good time tonight. Amen. Amen. We're going to have a good time tonight. I know we, we got some preachers that are fired up tonight. And uh, I tell you, you only got five minutes, so let me just advise you. You got you to gotta, you gotta come out shooting. You got you to come out. You ever watch a rodeo? You know, when that gate flies open and that, that bull just starts just starts jumping up. and That's what you got to do. You got to come out like that bull in the rodeo and, and just tear it loose. Amen. You'd be surprised how much you can say in five minutes, though, I tell you. You really will. Praise God. Amen? Amen. God is good. And Miss Angel is going to wound it up at the end. Amen. And, and take us on home. Praise God. And, and uh, going to do an altar call for us as well. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Who's, who's going to be our first victim here? I said, <laughs> Lisa, Lisa was pointing at her husband. I said, victim. <laughs> You got to build it up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't do it. I can't do it like you do it. <laughs> All right. Come on, Brother Brandon. Come on and bless us. Amen. Now, the, the timer starts as soon as you touch the mic. So make sure you're ready, bro. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. <laughs>
this world is not going to get any better. No. It's getting worse every day. You look at the prices of food. You look at yes. what it costs to go out to eat now. You used to go to McDonald's and eat five, ten dollars for a family. Now it's forty, fifty dollars for a family to eat. Yes. Everything getting worse and worse. Satan's going to turn this world into the worst hell we could ever think of. Amen. But it ain't been real good. It is. I'll leave you got everybody on this side of the church today, brother. You got to come on this side, preach on this side. Amen. Amen. Brother, I'll tell you, you know, I was in the thing. I might have been the best time I've ever heard of you, brother. You must have had a good night's sleep last night. <laughs> he worked last night. He slept all day. He, he works at he works at night down there in South Park, so he's got to get his sleep in. <laughs> Praise the Lord, that was real good. Amen. Amen. Praise God. But, but I'm not so sure that Brandon is real is really the fireball in the family, though. Amen. The fish to come up. The one. The one. The only. Lisa. So, mine is like not just the Christians, now we all look at the churches. Bless the Lord. So, um, if you can go ahead and um, part of the problem in our churches are pride. Amen. Oh, yeah. Pride is one of the biggest problems in our churches. And so, y'all might want to write this stuff down because I'm going to go really fast. This is just a lot to write. Or where you can try to pump through your Bible. But anyways, uh, Proverbs 13.10. Through pride and presumption come nothing but strife. Amen. And how many have seen, like, pride in your churches? I mean, just, like, it doesn't matter where you are, really. Um, because they're set in their ways. You know, things used to be done a different way, and people are set in their ways. And um, which goes to... Um, my second part of spiritual and emotional immaturity. So, 1 Corinthians 14 20. Brothers and sisters, do not be children immature and childlike, and you're thinking the infants in matters of evil, completely innocent and inexperienced, but in your minds be mature adults. So, with the spiritual and emotional immaturity, there could be conflicts in the church, and just like Pastor always says, what is that, Matthew? What's broken all the time? Yeah, Matthew 5.18. Matthew 5.18. It's all broken. We're supposed to confront the person and um, talk to them about what's going on. That's it. Um, that's always broken in our churches. Amen. And we got to be mature. we got to be strong. Bless the Lord. For change and flexibility. We all know that people do not like change. There are a lot of people that do not like change. They do not like different things that happen in the churches. Um, on a good standard, anyway. <laughs> not yeah. like changes that shouldn't be happening, but like good changes and um, bringing forth different programs um, to bring in our Christians and to bring in um, new people. There may be different things that we need to do to change and become more flexible. Um, for James 
But the wisdom from above is first pure morally and spiritually undefiled. Then peace, loving, courteous, considerate, gentle, full of compassion, and good fruits. It is unwavering without self-righteous hypocrisy and self-serving. Um, so, that was my chicken scratch. Sorry, guys. Um, another one. Abuses of power. So we know sometimes people can abuse their power um, and try to act like they're the ones in charge that really aren't in charge, but they want to think they're in charge because maybe that's just how they are. Amen. You know, and so you always see those in churches and stuff like that. Um, even uh, Mark 10:45, even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life for ransom. Amen. Another one, which we all know, this is like in any church because, of course, you know how things are stationed down. Um, church politics. Yes. So that's a big one. First uh, Corinthians three through four. Uh, three, sorry, chapter three, three through four. You're still worldly, controlled by ordinary impulses. The sinful capacity for as long as there is jealousy and strife around you. Are you not unspiritual and are you not walking like ordinary men, unchanged by faith? First Corinthians 1.13. Has Christ been divided into different parts? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Certainly not. That's it. Amen. So, again, um, I know not here, but we like to stray away from the politics. <laughs> Except for the worldly ones that we don't agree with. Yes, bless but, <laughs> but in our church, I think it's okay on politics. I haven't heard any church politics, so people are okay. But anyway, <laughs> um, unclear authority. Uh, people may not know who's really in charge or what's going on. Um, Acts 20 28. Pay careful attention to yourselves and all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. To care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. And I didn't get to my left. Five minutes goes by quick, though, yes, sister. Sir. Amen. Amen. Really Dude, y'all give this a big man. Praise the Lord. We know the Lord Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Amen. Sit there and listen to Rocky and not get excited, and you're dead. I'm sorry. 
But uh, my word tonight that I'm going to minister on is from First uh, Peter one and eight. And it says, "Whom you have not seen, you love. Whom though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory." Now my question to you is: Have you really felt joy unspeakable? Come on. Have you ever felt joy unspeakable? I've been happy before. But I can tell you I never felt joy unspeakable until this week. When I went to Dollar General and that lady started blessing this church to bless those children. Yeah. I got happy. I got excited. I was shouting Man. in the store. You guys don't understand. That is joy unspeakable and full of glory because the glory of God comes down when you're in that kind of joy. You need yeah. to get yourselves in that kind of joy. If you're sitting here tonight, you need to pump yourself up and get in joy. Yeah. The real joy of God. Because I'm going to tell you something. This holiday season, everybody says it's the joyous season, but a lot of people aren't joyful. A lot of people are sad and depressed and sick and, and just don't want nothing to do with anything happy. Yeah. Misery loves company, as they say. Amen. So my, my challenge to you is get that joy unspeakable and full of glory because once you feel it, you can't let it go. Amen. Once you feel it, Brother Al was here, he can tell you it's exciting to fill those boxes. It's exciting to hand them over to the people. It's exciting because you know what you're doing for children. And when you get the community to do it, when you go in and expect them, let me tell you how good God, God is. I went into this store and I went in with $40 that was given to me by other people to go purchase for them because we didn't have anything for the teenagers over there. I go in, I'm like, I've got to make this $40 work. So I start talking to the lady, and I'm like, do you have anything for teenagers? She said, no, but i got a box of toys over here. And you go through them, and you take what you want. They're a penny a piece. Wow. Instead of making me pay, she just gave them to me in two big old black trash bags. Amen. So I brought them in here, and we filled up 36 more boxes. Yeah. So praise God for that, because I'm going to tell you something. The joy that that gave me of, of getting her involved, because she got happy. I got happy. She got happy. The person in the line got happy because they saw what was going on. So it's contagious. It is so contagious to have the joy of God that oh, it's oh, it's the joy that passes. Like they say, the peace that passes all understanding. This joy passes all understanding. You can't understand this kind of joy from God. If you feel it, you want to give it to somebody else. If you get it in your body, you do not want to keep it to yourself. Although I did kind of try to. But it's because I was, like on, I was on a joy high, okay? I was on a joy high yesterday. And I was like, I don't want to share my high. This is too much fun. You know, God blessed me. And I, and I just, I went back to tell the ladies. I was like, um, I went and picked up six boxes. Because I was like, I'm going to get six boxes, do six for the teenagers. Three girls, three boys. And I walk in there. I get the boxes. They start loading me down with stuff to put in the boxes. Wow. I'm like, okay. So I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be interesting, kind of, you know, maybe I'll go back and put some notes. Then I go up to the store to do what I needed to do. I came back with bags of toys and things that she gave me, coloring books, upon coloring books that she gave me to put in these. She gave me over 30 coloring books for free. Wow. For free. And I put the, we put those in. But what's funny is I go back to the ladies and I'm like, um, I think I'm going to need like 20 more boxes. No, I think I'm going to need 30 more boxes. They started shouting all over that church. You couldn't tell if they were Methodist, uh, Pentecostal, what. They were so excited. That little lady in, she saw us bring those boxes in today, and she was jumping from joy. She just started hugging us and wouldn't stop hugging us. And I'm like, I'm like, this is nothing. I just feel like we should do more. But if y'all remember, I was in here on Wednesday night, and I said, I want to, I want to challenge y'all so that we can double the number from last year. And we did. We almost met that number. 
But God stepped in. Yeah. And when God stepped in, he tripled that number. Yeah. He tripled. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. there's 30 more kids getting gifts this year? Yeah. Because of God. Has nothing to do with me. Has nothing to do with this church. It has to do with God. Yeah. And being obedient, being in the right place at the right time to do the right thing that he wants you to do. If you do not go when he says go, and you don't do when he says do, then he cannot bless you to do the things that you need to do. Amen. He can't bless you to come in and say, oh, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Father. He cannot bless you to be a blessing to those in need. He can't bless you. What started it all is how many know about the Care Pass at CVS, where you pay the $5 and you get $10, yeah. right? So I went in and I used my Care Pass, and I said, I'm going to get 10 pairs of socks. So that I can put them in the boxes. So I use my money for that. And then I walk out the store, and that's when everything started falling into place. Holy Spirit said, Go do this first. And I was like, That's only $10. He said, $10 is better than what you had before. You had nothing. He said, $10 is 10 items. Go in there and do this. So I followed him. And I went in, and I'm like, Well, it's just money. As Pastor says, it's only paper. (laughs) It's only paper. Money is just paper. You can't take it with you, and when the world burns up, it's burning with it. Even the coins will melt. So there'll be no money, okay? So it's only money. And if if God owns the world and he owns everything in it, then he owns all the money. So I'm not too worried about it since he's my father. He's never left his seed begging bread. He's never left us, and he's never forsaken us. And I just praise him so much because I'm telling you, if you ever tap in to that joy unspeakable and full of glory, the glory is what makes the joy possible. Yes. We, how many of you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. I fight to be joyful. I have to fight myself because I'll wake up and I'll be like, I feel like blah. Just blah. And the Lord says, where's your joy? I'm like, I don't know. I think you have it. And he's like, no, I gave it to you, so where is it? And I'm like, I don't know. So I have to fight to start feeling joy, any kind of joy, because I'm not depressed. I'm just blah, blank. It's just blank. It's like a blank sheet of paper. But when I, when I went in that store and that lady started bagging those things up, the joy of God hit me. And it hit me in a way that I felt the glory. The glory jumped from me to her to the next person. To people that weren't even saved in the store were starting to say, praise God. Amen. You've got to understand. There was people in that store who had no idea that God was working. Don't you turn that off. (laughs) (laughs) The people in the store had no idea what God was doing. But they were like so inspired by it. And you can just see the joy jumping to their faces, the smiles, the laughter. Amen. Have you ever been to Dollar General and heard laughter like that? Except when somebody's crazy or something, you know, one of those creepy times. But have you ever heard genuine joy? Genuine joy that has a glory that comes along with it. When that glory hits, you can't hold it to yourself. Amen. It will jump from you to 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 you. And one day he's going to jump on heaven so bad he's going to get up here and sing. <laughs> he's just going to get up here and sing, but he ain't going to know how to do this. He's going to get up here and start playing and saying, you know, just the word just going to come out. It's just going to come out. Heaven, I promise I know. You're going to do it one of these days. Because that joy is going to hit you in a way that you are never going to be able to do anything else. Amen. So that's what I want you all to take away because we're going in Thanksgiving. Our attitude of gratitude. We are thankful. Let me tell you what I did with my teenagers last night. I brought them in here and I let them 
them to pray over the boxes. And I also let them open them up. And I had them look at them. And I said, I want you to see what these kids are getting. The only thing they'll get for the whole year. They don't get their birthday stuff. This is it. They don't get to celebrate like we did. We don't get to go to the store. Oh, you made a good grade, you get a toy. You know, they don't get that. So each one of my teenagers looked. And then we had a conversation about it. And each one of them said they were so grateful. And they teared up. They said that they'd been there or they didn't get anything for Christmas. Excuse me. That they had got one present or they got nothing. Or And each one of these teens is telling me this. And you're looking at them and you're thinking, okay, this, this ain't happening anymore. <laughs> this ain't happening here, you know? And then you look at them, and, and, but they still have a smile on their face. Yeah. And they said, you know what, though? I, would, I love what we're doing. And they want to be a part of it. So they're going to start in January. If they can get an extra coloring book, they're going to bring it in. If they can get extra crayons, they're going to bring it in. So we're going to start in January. If y'all want to be a part of this and let the joy come on y'all in the first of the year and carry on through the year, join us. Bring in something. Bring it in. I don't care if it's in a pack of pencils. I don't care what it is. Bring it in. Start bringing it in in January, and we'll go to December, and we'll get to 130 boxes. Amen. And praise God, we're going to do that because the glory of God is shining on this place. It's on these people. Every person that has donated to this thing has gotten a, a touch from God. Amen. And if you ain't got it yet, it's coming. Amen. Let me tell you, it's coming. Because I'm going to tell you, I have not walked in that kind of presence of God in so long. I thought he had left me. I thought that I had lost it. I thought he had forgotten or I forgot him. One of the two. But then when I felt it's like electricity shooting out every pore of your body. You can't contain it. I just almost shouted it. I, I did shout in the store. Then I shouted at the church with the ladies. And if you can't, oh Lord Jesus, it's just a wonderful thing to do. And so I want y'all to take this with you for this holiday season. Is to seek that joy. Not just the joy of God, but the joy of of God that brings glory, that has the glory with it. So, with that being said, um, we're going to be going on a mini vacation next week to see Cliff's dad, so y'all be praying for us for that. But if you have a prayer request tonight, if you need prayer, if you're sick, you're hurting, or if you just want to feel that glory, I ask you to come up to the front here and we'll pray for you. And if you don't want us to pray for you, then kneel over there and I'll leave you alone. I'll just go over you. Blessing at you like this. I'll flick one at you. But I do think that if there is anything, because Thanksgiving can be a very hard time for a lot of families, and especially, how many's got a dysfunctional family you got to join for the holidays? I used to tell Pastor this. I had a functionally, a functionally dysfunctional family. And we would have to go visit them, and I don't get that blessing to do that anymore because they've all gone on. So that's why we're going to go visit his dad. But if you have to, if you know you're going to be spending time with people and you're not sure if your brain or your body can take, you know, that one person in your family that you want to strangle, then come up here and leave it with God and let him bless you with peace and with whatever you need to get to this holiday season. Because I'm going to tell you, he'll meet you right here. He'll meet you here. And I, I honestly believe that we need to pray and pray that um, all of our visits with our family go well and that we can minister and share the Word of God and share God with them. If, even if we can't talk about Him with them, let them see Him in us. Yeah. So that they can feel the presence of God coming off of us in such a way that they're going to be like, I want that. 
there's a peace about you, there's a joy about you, there's a comfort in you. I want that. So I'm going to ask, you know, I'm just going to tell everybody come to the altar tonight, and we'll do a, a, a group prayer, if y'all don't mind. So if everybody can come join me, let's do a group prayer at the altar, and pray for one another, and pray for our, our own families, but pray for each other as we go to visit family, because this is coming a time when we've got to be showing Christ more than ever. If we don't show Christ to these people, they will be lost and undone and going to the devil's hell. And I'm going to take something. They will bust hell wide open. Now, if you need a special prayer to come up here, I'll pray for you. I'll anoint you. And God's given me that double key, I suppose. So if nothing happens, I'm sorry. No, just, it's my uncle and my cousin. They were in a bad car accident yesterday. And um, they were life-flooded to...